Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the MBIT Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Thor Ernston, who is the founder of Strata.cc. Now, Strata is using the power of artificial intelligence to strengthen your relationships and connections. Today, Thor is going to be talking about Strata.cc, his former successful startup feedback loop, and why developing relationships and keeping them strong is important. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the Grind Cell Elevate podcast hosted by Tizer Evans. Now, Grind Cell Elevate is a podcast designated to helping professionals expand their knowledge in a variety of business facets. They interview people from all different walks of life and business who are the best at what they do. They want to help expand the knowledge when it comes to sales, leadership, marketing, mindset, motivation, and more. Now, if that sounds interesting to you, go check out the Grind Cell Elevate podcast. There'll be a link in the description below. Now, on to the interview with Thor Ernston. So, Thor, thank you for taking the time to hop on the pod today. How are you doing today? Doing well. Glad to be here. Glad to have you on. So, you're a founder of the successful startup Feedback Loop, which is a research platform for quick consumer feedback. Would you mind going into how you started that business? Sure, yeah. So I've started a handful of companies and uh, and <clears throat> Feedback Loop was a pretty interesting one because it was solving my own problem. And that problem was building products without knowing if they're going to work or not. So how do we quickly and iteratively learn what the market wants through testing ideas, concepts, prototypes, and then eventually MVPs, and then products, and then features in those products. Traditionally, that process is really slow and takes a long, like takes a lot of uh, resources because you have to obviously find your users, you have to put stuff in front of them. And if you hand it over to the market research team, they just speak a different language from, from product people, product and tech people. So I figured there was a way to leverage what the research industry had done to help product people. And that's what we did. So the first thing I did was reach out to people in my network that were relevant in some way, whether they were product people or research people or somewhere in between, uh, had a bunch of conversations. And through those conversations and validating the idea, kind of put together a team organically, got investors pretty organically as well, all through these like first and second degree kind of connections and relationships. And how did that lead up to creating your current business strata.cc yeah well after doing that it needed some help managing those relationships so fast forward um a while actually fast forward six or seven years and uh, and i still had the same problem i was talking to a bunch of ceos and a bunch of executives and and i would be okay at like following up and things like that but nothing beyond that we would meet i would say great to meet you and then we'd both drop the ball until a year later, we're back at the same conference, realizing that we live two blocks apart, but just are both terrible in terms of in terms of staying in touch and following up. And, and what I re- learned is that there's a lot of people like that. And those people are uh, come in, you know, lots of uh, just uh, shapes and sizes, but reality is we all want to be better at it. We all want to be more thoughtful. We all want to actually stay in touch and cultivate these relationships. And it's a great opportunity for AI to be able to make a difference because it's just too much data for a person to juggle in their head, but it's a great uh, sort of learning test bed for a computer to be able to say, well, actually, you, know, you had a meeting about this thing three months ago. Do you want to follow up? Yes, no. If no, then great, move on. If yes, then it goes on a certain sort of, uh, it, the system gets trained 
that you want to do more of those kinds of activities. And then we help you pre-populate the messages, pre-populate lists, all this stuff that helps you stay on top of your network, your relationships, and, and uh, stay in touch. And on your website, it mentions how you use AI to solve this problem uh, with Strata. How does that work? Yeah, so there's a lot of fuzzy things that go into it. It's not as simple as you talked three months ago, therefore you should reach out. Uh, it's really more about when you expect somebody to have another touch point, whether that is uh, a meeting or an email or a text or anything else for that matter. <clears throat> what we allow you to do is quickly and easily manage those kinds of touch points so that it stays on a certain cadence or on a certain rhythm. And what the AI part of it does is weighs all the factors in a relationship. And there's about 400 data points for any given relationship. Um, and just understands them to figure out who's important and who you need to do something with right now. And those factors, to give you an example, are things that a person might know, but not consciously. Things like how quickly somebody responds to a message or how quickly you respond to their message, right? Um, how long these threads go or how many of them result in an actual meeting. Things like how many people have they introduced you to or how many people have you introduced them to. And all of those things create stronger and stronger relationships over time. But for us as people, we don't really think of it that way. We think of it, well, we're close to this person, but it's really because you have the shared context and continuity over time. Um, whereas if you have uh, if you have a computer looking at it, a lot of things that seem obvious to a person are not that obvious to a, an algorithm. And AI is really good at sort of weeding through factors and uh, natural language interpretation to figure out who is who you're close to based on how you talk to them and things like that. And how does Strata know which people have been introduced to me and which people I've introduced to others? Uh, so it's either it's either that that's the first time they pop up in an email chain and I say something to the effect of Seamus meet Bob, then that's clear what, the, what happened there. Or the first email might be great to meet you at exit. So great to meet you at, you know, somewhere through X, such and one such. So <clears throat> a lot of that data is in your email already, right? It's in your email, it's in your calendar, and it's just buried in there, right? So... So many times, like pretty much on a daily basis, I have a conversation with somebody and I used to have to go through two or three different email accounts. So I would go through my feedback loop account. I would go through my personal account. I would go through my Strata account. It's like, oh, when, when did we meet? Or I would go on LinkedIn and say, well, what job did I have or, or did they have when I met them and try to just remember it, right? And now with Strata, I just pull up their contact and immediately says, without me doing anything, It'll say, oh, AJ introduced us back in 2014 uh, at this event. With your other businesses, with Feedback Loop and the other businesses you've built before that, what are some of the lessons that you've learned from them that you're applying when building this business? I'd say the biggest lesson is that I didn't do enough of this earlier in my career. Like, There's people that I worked with 15, 20 years ago that I wish I'd stayed in touch with. Almost, you know, almost every week something comes up and I we just like, I can't believe I lost touch with this person. And now it's been so long that it's kind of awkward to reach out. Um, and I know that if I cultivated those, those relationships with just like the smallest little touch could just be an email every now and then, uh, thanks for the advice you gave me. You know, thanks for 
something doesn't even matter what, or just hope you're doing well. Um, it would have gone such a long way and, uh, and it would have helped tremendously. And I just, that's one of my biggest, biggest regrets is that I didn't do enough earlier to, and, you know, to contextualize it to the podcast here to like invest in my network, right? Cause these investments are not just about, you know, cash on cash returns. It's really like what the opportunities and the doors you open might be where, uh, if you invest in your network and you don't do it transactionally, it'll, it'll always come back. And some people might not know exactly what to say when they want to follow up just to keep in touch with the person. Does Strata give any recommendations uh, on what they could possibly say or it might be planning to in the future? Oh, it absolutely does. That's one of the key features is that uh, it's so much easier to edit something than it is to start with a blank piece of paper. So <clears throat> when you click a button in Strata, you'll always get an action that you can accept right away and take it. So it might be, so for example, next week, uh, it, like, it'll see that we had this conversation, it's on the calendar, and it'll say, for, for me, it'll prompt me with, great to me, looking forward to staying in touch, let me know if anything would be helpful. And now if I want to edit it, and I might want to add, for example, let me know when the episode comes out, it's one sentence, and all of a sudden you have a full email that is an actual thoughtful personal email. Um, and um, and there, there's a bunch of other like little little things like that, but natural language generation is a huge part of it. What we wanna get to in the future is if there's been conversations about specific topics that the system can generate, I'm mostly ready to go email about a similar topic or following up from that conversation. Now, that's a heavier lift on the technology side, but um, that's where we want to go. And how are the users currently getting access to these AI insights for their network? So they come through uh, various channels. It's mostly through um, professional communities, um, live events that they might be sort of as they come back, because that's where you have the biggest problem of staying in touch. You invest all this time and effort into going somewhere and then you totally drop the ball on, on doing it afterwards. So. Those are probably the biggest uh, biggest channels, and then we have partnerships with venture firms, with um, um, a few other sort of industry associations, where if you're a member, you might get in. And then what we're about to roll out, and happy to do with you as well, if there's um, if there's different authors, uh, podcast hosts, etc., that have people that want to be better with their network, it will give them sort of frontline access to it. So if you go in, <clears throat> if you go in. Uh, and sign up at strata.cc and mention somewhere after the flow that they heard about it here, then, or put in the promo code to make it MBIT, and then you'll get access. Sounds good. And uh, in the future, are you planning on incorporating or creating a web app for Strata? That way it would be easier to get these AI recommendations? I already have it. So uh, how does that currently work? So you, you, First, you don't have to do anything to get value out of it. You get recommendations right away, just without doing anything. The system will weigh these different factors that I talked about and pop out the first three people every week. And then uh, you'll be able to log in to both view more as well as to customize it, tweak it, give feedback, stuff like that. And then you get additional uh, dynamic lists that are pretty helpful in like day-to-day -day stuff. Like everybody I met with last week, last month, last quarter, um, for traveling somewhere, I can see everybody's relevant for that place and a few other things. That's all done in a web app. 
And we're talking about a lot about networking today. When did you start your networking journey and recognize the importance of investing in relationships? Those are two different things because there's there's networking, which is a bit of a dirty word because most people associate it with like sales. Um, and then there's investing in your relationships. So <clears throat> I don't consider myself a, a quote unquote networker, somewhat, somewhat antisocial if I'm at an event where I'll hang out with people I already know for the most part. Um, I might give a talk and then I meet some new people, but for the most part, it's strengthening existing relationship as opposed to making new ones. And then leading to the second part, as you do that, you realize you just need a bit of help, right? So everybody has lists of people, spreadsheets. Some people have automatic automated tools. I'd say there's probably most, if not all of our people, our users have tried something. They've tried a CRM. They've tried Notion or Airtable or just a spreadsheet. They've tried something and it just fails because um, database entry is not what anybody who wakes up in the morning wanting to do. So reframing it around recommendations and actions to take right now uh, is really key for what we're doing. And it helps our users just invest in their network, like I said, and, and be in touch and be more thoughtful without needing to really put a tremendous amount of thought or effort into it, which is the amazing part. So the ROI is so huge because it's a couple of clicks and you're actually now done something that matters. And currently Strata is a free business model. How do you plan to uh, get paying customers in the future? Yeah, so there's a couple of different ways, but right now we have the recommendation product. You can sign up for free and then you can also switch over to a paid, a paid model or a paid version where it's uh, 19 bucks a month to get additional recommendations and, and log in and all that stuff. So we're monetizing it. I think what I think is the most honest way, which is, people get a service and they pay for it. Like we're not selling your data. We're not marketing anything to you. We're not doing anything else. It's literally just you're paying for us to build software for you to be better and not think of some other, like you look at Facebook, you look at LinkedIn and all these others, they monetize you. You're the product. Now in our case, our software is the product for you. It's your data. And we draw a very hard line. Got it. And where does the user's data go? Well, the data itself lives in your, and you're on your email server, on your Gmail and Outlook or Exchange. What we process it into are these recommendations. And then the recommendations are stored in our system for actions for you to take right now. And then you can, again, choose to act on it or not. If you don't act on it, then that's a signal that weakens it. If you do act on it, it's a signal that strengthens it. But it's really, it's all your data at the end of the day. Does... Strata have the ability or have plans in the future to give you recommendations on who you should network with based on mutual connections or stuff like that? Um, we've explored that with event organizers. So like, for example, let's say you're traveling and going to South by Southwest or Ted or something like that. You might be interested in seeing who else is there. Or you probably are interested in seeing who else is there. Um, we don't want to just expose that data simply because if, if you don't want people to know for other reasons, then, then that's an important thing too. However, the organizers um, can put together, basically they, have, they already have a list of the registrants. They can put together a feed of those people. They usually put them in membership directories and things like that. 
we are have integrated a couple of modules where we can like both show who's there, but also kind of more interestingly, randomly match you with people that are interesting. And it's not really random, but using our same recommendations to say like, you know, here's somebody that is like somebody you want to meet and vice versa. So we do that kind of stuff, but it's, uh, that's not a core part of it. It's, those are experiments for us. Got it. And is there a minimum number of people for someone to have networked with for the AI to work accurately? It's a good question. Um, <clears throat> so because we look at historical data, so like if you've had your email account for more than probably a few months, I mean, I'd say like, let's say you've had it for a year or more, then there's enough there to go on. If you've only, if you literally just started a company and you have a brand new account with 10 contacts in it that you've emailed with, then um, it's, it's obviously more limited because then it's sort of live and you get li more limited value. But vast majority of people, they have, you know, they have a lot of history. It's actually the opposite problem. Like they have thousands and thousands of people. So filtering through who's important and who's not, or who's like, who's a real person to them versus, um, you know, the easy stuff is like mailing lists and, and those kinds of things, like literally not real people. But then there's a whole slew of others that are not necessarily as important for people to stay in touch with, right? Where it might be more transactional. It might be more like, I need something right now from a, um, a vendor in some way. Be. And as you mentioned, uh, people's inboxes can be very heavy with uh, a load of email in them every single day, along with all these wait lists. How does Strata separate from real people and wait lists? So a lot of that is the NLP part of what we do. We understand what a, like what real copy sound looks like versus what marketing messages sound like. And that's really the better, you know, the, the harder thing to do. Like newsletters have unsubscribe links and stuff like that. That's really easy. But if you're getting templated messages from a salesperson, the last thing for us to do is the way we should do is like recommend reaching out to that salesperson, probably ignoring them for a reason. Right? Right. So <clears throat> that's where these other factors come in. If you respond to it, um, then that's a, a signal. If you respond to it and introduce somebody and then follow up again, that's a really strong signal. So there's different things like that, that, that come into it where the behaviors that you already would do, and you're not doing that in Strata, you're just doing that on your own, could be on your phone, could be in the middle of the night, doesn't really matter. Uh, but the signals are all strengthening that relationship or weakening that relationship. And then if somebody's made an introduction for you, and then that becomes a strong relationship, there's a bit of a, a backflow that should happen, but today just doesn't. So a lot of it too is like understanding the network graph of who you have and then how you need to act on it, what you need to do to be more thoughtful, to be in touch. And it's simple things like when you make an introduction for somebody, Strata will suggest a couple of weeks later following up to see if it was helpful. And if somebody makes an introduction for you, it'll follow up suggesting you reach out to them, thanking them for the introduction. So it's like little things that in the aggregate really, really add up. Um, and that really does tell the difference between, you know, a, a one-way conversation and an actual relationship. And to wrap it up here, what are some takeaways for the audience on networking and where people can find more about your startup, strata.cc? Yeah, I mean, you, you answered the second question. Strata.cc is where they find out. <laughs> 
Um, we're also on uh, social channels and stuff like that. We post a lot of great content, memes, other, other things that are helpful. Um, and the advice I would give, it depends a little bit on, on seniority and what people want, but it's kind of the same thing, which is to like really be intentional in what you're doing. If you're, if you're going out as a early, sort of a early career person and you are trying to meet people, like don't just meet people for the sake of meeting people, um, meet people and try to understand what they're working on and how you can be helpful. That's probably the most important is how you can help somebody regardless of where you are in your career. The later you are in your career, the more obvious that becomes. Um, and it's a little bit cliche, but most investors end their emails with something to the effect of, let me know I could be of help. But I know certainly in my case and in most cases, we really do mean it. Um, we wanna help, we wanna give back. We wanna, like, if there's something we can do, especially if it's something as simple as sending an email, we all want to do that. So a lot of more junior people have seen them uh, fall in the trap of thinking, well, what can I do for such and such person? And the answer is almost always something. It's almost always something really helpful and really, really relevant. You may have to do a little bit of the heavy lifting to figure out what that is, but certainly put it out there, ask, see what happens, and then stay in touch. That's the second thing. And the staying in touch part applies no matter where you are in your career, because it's something we all suck at. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Adding value is extremely important. And it's one of those things that differentiates between a weaker network and a stronger one. Exactly. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Embit podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to drop a five-star review down below. And thank you, Thor, for taking the time to hop on the pod. It was a pleasure. Good to meet you and appreciate it.